You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yeah, um, flying through January, I reckon we'll be saying Merry Christmas before we know it. Yeah, no kidding. Where is yeah. it, it gone? I know, it's gone out the window, but um, I feel like it's being used well, so that's mm. nice. It just feels... The rhythm's... The rhythm's up. Yeah, summer Better vibes, the but with like a little, bit, a little bit of speed added to it. <laughs> yeah. eh? It's like it's like the record is playing um, slightly, slightly ahead of tune. So we're running at two x rather than perhaps a normal kind of summer speed, which tends to be a little bit slower. But it's it's been summer vibes, but um, speedy ones. Yeah, so up the tempo and um, enjoy the sweat. Yeah, either exactly. way. But yeah, it's yeah. been nice. I've enjoyed a bit of summer coming through and um, love watching the the conversation evolve and, and change around ai and change yeah. around life um i feel like we're in for a treat this year whichever way it swings it'll probably follow the last couple of years but <laughs> yeah. it's never a dull moment these There's, days it feels like that doesn't it, it yeah. we kind of we do it does look like we kind of just we lurch from kind of thing to thing at the moment but you know it's uh is there a pattern in the noise that's um that's always the question to be asking yourself yeah and I'd have to say yes <laughs> on that one mm-hmm. um, and for a few reasons and we've definitely spoken about it on this podcast but I think we're starting to build systems, ecosystems off the back of those maybe natural events or reoccurring things and whether mm-hmm. we're starting to get echoes or we're willing on these similar things and respond to them in a mm-hmm. very dramatic way may play into it as well. Yeah. Um, so that's where we are. We've got an interesting economy where we're sitting for an sure. attention economy, everything p- plays into that, pays into that. Um, that's where we sit. But I mm. think it makes life pretty pretty colourful at the moment, that's for sure. And yeah. we're not short of opinion, but whether they're original opinion or not is a hard one to yeah, decide. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And um, yeah, it's a very, um, you know, like you learn new words like atmospheric river. Like I've never heard that before. Um, but kind of things happening in California through to kind of, you know, here in in Australia, it's quite unusual for things to be quite neutral this this summer, you know, kind of coming out of what, what we've had. There hasn't been really kind of anything thus far kind of related to that. So it's like we're, it does feel like we press pause and then we press play. And that's, but that is what systems theory would tell you climate change brings. It brings this kind of intensity. Mm. And I think what you're talking about is like, we're also starting to mirror that mm. in our society, which is this kind of this um, on, off, on, off, on, off kind of pushing towards things right and then the question becomes what thing are you pushing towards and being clear on that in those types of um, situations is becoming more and more important than ever yeah in terms of that steady motor that sees you through that versus the reaction oh, forget reaction forget reaction forget is yeah. that what you're talking about yeah it's like um uh what's it's like Australian bird life, right? Australian <laughs> bird life is really interesting because it's it's off in like yeah. a steady state and then it finds sugar because most of its food is so full and dense with kind of sugary input and goes it goes a little bit crazy in that in terms of kind of that it fires up. And I think our environment is becoming like that because it's becoming less steady state. So it's 
climate change is not um it's not linear what it is is it's a series of events that become more and more yeah. not catastrophic per se but more that's what happens to us but the the system actually becomes more intense so it becomes it's extremes right so if you and i think that's what we're starting to see us mirror time and time again as a, as even in society is that when we do push forward we make these quite big leaps now mm. you know through through topics that might have taken us a long time to kind of actually resolve once we put our heads towards it now we kind of go yep we're going to get there and we get there and then it's we then we kind of we follow around for a little while so it's that's like i do kind of think that progress used to be a linear steady line whereas now it feels like it's jumpy comes back a little bit and then jumps again mm. you said something interesting there that's what i was trying to get through it was like you said be careful what you're pushing for or mm. like something around that it reminded me of um at least my take from that was that i feel like you're very very right but i feel like there's something missing there or a key mm. piece of information that is like on a personal or even organizational level is like what is your what are you steadily pushing for because at mm. the moment you're getting like curveball fireball snowball waterball <laughs> yep. all sorts of things thrown at you and if you're literally just reacting to them or looking for opportunity within them without mm. any central compass like that yep. I'm trying to think of an Australian bird that's just always on or like just just steady the kookaburra or who knows it's it's a bird yeah um <clears throat> that stays straight through the course like yeah. it doesn't go fire off fire on that's the key piece and I it think is. you yeah. touched on that at the start there is like what is that that sees us through at the societal level community level and like personal level because yeah. we haven't existed in this sort of state of constant like hot cold like we're definitely yeah. going we should be circulating pretty well on principle of hot and cold definitely and like if you look at um like i i kind of think like i mean obviously like jacinta Ardern um leaving kind of resigning yeah. yesterday is is interesting but she's she's a lot like um she reminds me of like a uh she's a patient mother figure if you really kind of actually think about what she actually represents is that she's kind of she's progressive she's got a view she's quite clear but she's quite patient and she's quite warm with with everyone and she represents something that feels steady mm. and i think you can then draw that exact same parallel to joe biden in the states right joe biden feels he's an old man right and he feels like an old man right when he actually talks it's like it's like granddad taking you to to your game right having a chat with you on the way it feels slower it feels more considered it feels big society not small society and i think those kind of st those steady narratives become quite attractive in times like this because if you think about the debate that goes around it it's it is exactly as you're putting it it's hot cold hot cold hot cold hot cold and we move and, through it so quick yeah and that's what you're talking about with like an attention economy and it's it's interesting that we're kind of the gravitas of these types of figures in our life and in our society who are actually making you might not always agree with what they're doing but they're actually they've got a view about kind of where we can get to and make steady change and that i think is what is interesting when you, you know, kind of look back on these things, like, you know, we might look back on this period of time where that type of reemergence of not, con not being considered, but kind of considered in a way that you can relate to became mm. something that became more and more important. Yeah. Like I to take into Australian context, we had ScoMo react to the fireballs and snowballs and look for opportunity. And then we had, yeah. Anthony Albanese, which is mm. our now prime minister, not yeah. say much for a long time. Yeah. 
But he's sort of taken on that archetype of being steady Eddie. Yeah. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right in terms of that. Uh, posing it to the listeners who's been your steady Eddie through the fireball <laughs> sure. stone. Yeah. And what is helping you stay there? Because it's so easy um, to really get distracted. Oh, squirrel. Yeah. Oh, squirrel. <laughs> For sure. Um, but don't chase squirrels. That's what we're saying. Like, don't don't chase the squirrel. Yeah, they, they need to be... Well, so, it's like sometimes the squirrel turned into like the mother of all dragons that you could not look at. And that was COVID-19. That yeah. impacted business, impacted life. Yeah. But you still needed... Like and you yeah. impacted plan future cast every sort of cast for sure. Like, but, but if you took yeah, but if you took a if you took a steady view of it, you would have. I no think one had a steady view of no in the heart of that. No, but trying to trying to get to a point of um, not acceptance, but just kind of like okay, what does this what does this represent in and what could it represent? I think is exactly what I think we're talking about, yeah. which is that these events will happen, but it's you have to have the filter in which you're going to look at them. And that's that's the main part. I think that, um, you know, and it kind of leads into a lot of what we've been talking about with like technology and its integration. Mm-hmm. It's arguably our opportunity to become more human in terms of looking at things through that lens, which is that humans are, if we were a machine, we are a unique machine that is able to process empathy in terms of understanding the correlation between things and seeing them from different perspectives, which is quite unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also able to process our environment in terms of kind of understanding threat, fight, flight, distance, etc. We really, really, and then, we're, but we're also able to create, we're actually able to kind of see things. And that's where I think it's, it's interesting that we actually are at a time where we could become more human, not less human, but parts of the world, um, maybe we'll go through that maybe they won't i mean i'm no futurist but it's i do get a sense of that the narrative that succeeds in life is not the the kind of the the yelly screamy kind of squawking on either side yeah. it's actually being able to walk through the middle and you know like as i guess it's always been is try to find some level of consensus try to see try to see what the other person's actually saying yeah see and see it see and see it um yeah. We were doing some work yesterday and some of the work was around how to communicate emotion and mm. how to like, so it's acting and it was mm. like how to make, create a space to be able to let someone tell you how they feel or let someone um, create an emotional safe space to let them feel like they can say where they are. And if you had that noisy parrot there or that noisy galah, they'd be telling you about their mate Jimbo or Cheryl, who's also got the same, and I've been Jimbo and Cheryl at the same time, but we're trying to create a message to communicate to teachers because a lot of kids Mm. these days have a lot of anxiety. They do. And it's a lot more nuanced in terms of how we color that. And then it's a lot more nuanced because... They're like the product of the attention economy. Yep. Everyone's battling for them and they have these wild devices. So it's Mm. like, how do you create something to let teachers know that there's some skills out there? And it was sucking for a while. We're like, we just couldn't get to this moment. Yeah. And we're working with our people who aren't actors but have lived experience of this. And and it was like a big crew and like lots of people around and we're like, how do we do this? And then it was literally the, the advice that we were giving is like just be really awkward sitting in that awkward space for a minute because you want to push through. Mm. You want to push through and just get through that and get to the res. Yeah. But the whole teachings of that was like sitting in it. 
And it was weird. I I don't know if you ever get this, but in life sometimes when you, emotions or feelings or space gets visceral, like you can yep. feel every action of yours is contributing to a whole or whatever. It was one of those moments. It wasn't like that for a while. And then we got there, we're like, just pause, count to 10, pause, count to 10, just reiterating, cut, count to 10. We got there. I couldn't look at people who were acting because it was putting too much attention on them. But what happened was they created this space where this person could really like believe into the space to communicate that message of being able to tell someone where they really were mm-hmm. in an uncomfortable place. Yep. And what it admitted was just like, what is awkwardness and how to sit there? And why I've gone on this tangent is I think sometimes what we do when we go into these like fireballs reactions is like, always give answers or always give solutions or always give this, give that. Whereas is what I think you're trying to say there and saying, well, is how do you sit in that and understand what this really is? Like say for AI right now or say for where we are with the fireballs that are coming at us um, is like, what does that mean? And seeing that skew is like, this could be an opportunity to really be a lot more human. Mm. Um, Is this a chance to actually be the human that we are? We've like, spoken all our euphemisms analogies for the last since the industrial revolution's been we've turned into the robot and then it's like you get this opportunity to be like well reevaluate what is human when something like this comes up but it's interesting where the conversation tends to go when you've had fireballs and snowballs and all sorts thrown at you you (laughs) just go we're back in the dungeon. We're back in the yeah. Cauldron. It's like it's like another like it's a. It never comes as a as a liberation, right? So that that's what I always find um, building out of what you're talking about is that if you if you sit in kind of what industrialization is actually meant for us as a species. So if you go all the way back, it's really meant two things. Um, you know, at a at a top level, one, it's actually given us more time. So in terms of like our our division of labor, what we put in through our efforts, we tend to get more. So you know, if you were working um, on a farm, you know, in the 1700s, the 1800s, the 1900s, your life was a freehold or it was land that um, you were basically uh, farming in a rented way and everything you lived and died by that and you worked every single day of your life and you had lots of kids and you had that those were your kind of um machine so to speak was your wit your tools and your family and that that was that and neighbors would help each other of course but you, t- you extrapolate that out so we got more time through really industrialization and kind of that people could do a piece we also got time from the industrial revolution exactly. our concept of, of time, time came from it came from there absolutely yeah so this this kind of this way of being in in the world we kind of then went in kind of and basically we became pieces of a factory and of an output machine right and that thinking is only starting to kind of change now really unravel the time Uh, yeah yeah, well just unravel even just that thought of that we're kind of we're in this chain we're Mm. in this factory so to speak and the second thing is that it's the industrialization of our planet has changed it 
forever yeah right so now we're living in this kind of this post um it's kind of holocene era where literally you the earth is not the same because we live on it right we're the only we've the only um animal or anything in the history of the earth who's been able to accomplish changing it so we've done those two things and now we sit here and we actually have an opportunity really i think you know through a lot of kind of what's actually coming is to free ourselves really from the tyranny of being in that machine and also restore part of actually what we've what we've changed and that's what i think like a lot of the actual opportunity coming through technology etc that is actually being created could be but we don't see it as a liberator we don't we see it as something coming for us which is i always find it's a really interesting narrative it starts every time when there's a new technology every time every time printing Um, press everything it's yeah it's a cycle. It's like uh, society's got a pretty mean paranoia. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Or maybe it's a huge ego. I don't know. It's like, you know, that yeah. reactionary thing yeah. where it's like a new thing. It's like, ah, ah it's, no, yeah, it's going it's it's to undermine me, challenge me, whatever yeah. that is. But it, and arguably, it plays out. Arguably, like social media has, right? Yeah. But it, but it's, it's not actually the media. The media of kind of being able to share across the world with friends and family is wonderful. It's actually, it's the commercialization model that's the issue you in that instance well that's where we are right now in the fork of the road and that's Absolutely. the crazy bit is like yeah. well what happened to the it happened to the printing press like it was yeah. it started out as very individuals yeah. printing putting their own craft it was very similar to the internet there was weirdos standing on the side of the road yeah. going listen yeah. to me listen to me listen yeah. to me small groups popped around them and yeah. now we emerged into what is like mm. the Rupert Murdoch empire. Yep. Um, and then we had the internet and that's like fractured it again. But now we've got Facebook, Google, Amazon. All brought it back together. Yeah. And now we've got another opportunity. It's like, where does that go? But where do we learn the lessons in the road? Or we probably, I know you'll say we won't. No, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, off the back of our conversation last week and doing some more research around what mm. is going to be built off the back of AI and where AI is going, what industry is going to sit there. But I think the more important question is like what's powering that and digging into that. It's obviously needs huge compute power. And at the moment, huge compute power lives in a legacy player. But to tie it back into our conversations last year, it's like the unique opportunity to distribute, no, disrupt that and be able to allow peer-to-peer in. And like yep. that's where the true, yeah, true power lies. If we can get that tech to actually mirror where where um, solar is going or mirror where energy generation is exactly. going, then we've got some pretty wild potential. Yep. Arguably, it'll probably hand into where it's always gone and get pretty concentrated. But, may- but maybe partly, right? Like I think the the interesting part about what you're saying is that really, if you think about what AI is, it's it's a prompt. So if however you want to manifest that what what it does is that it's again it's freeing us from the tyranny of the machine so ai is either um um, kind of trying to be predictive so it's trying to think about what you do next and it's mostly right so in terms of being directional around a task it actually helps you work through something 
more logically. So your mind doesn't have to remember exactly the same sequence every single time. So the ultimate, like this is what I mean, it frees us to be more yeah. human, right? There's very few humans outside of Germans, apology Germany, Germany, who love being automated, right? Literally just being just do, 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 and following almost a command book. But that's the way that our world has worked for a long period of time from public service. That was literally what you were trained to do is follow the manual. Yeah. This is what you do. And we've done that across engineering we've done that across lots of things what ai is already done is automate that so you don't have to remember all the steps in in the process which is hugely liberating that's one prompt it solves right so tell me how right and it's either done it for you or it knows what you're going to do next which is really good if it's an automated task the the other thing it'll do is then about around knowledge is around knowledge and kind of actually querying without needing to the tyranny of typing and kind of being able to actually go in we will get to a point very very quickly where the way that we search just like the way that we used to reference search when yeah. the internet first started and then google put a layer across the top of it within the next three years that will change out of sight, the way that we search our knowledge is already changing, right? If you play with chat GPT, it's very rudimentary, but it's already, you can see the power, how this, there. The power there, just like the prompt. So is, there's, yeah, you're hundred percent right. And there's, there's things that come in there. It's like, do you reckon it's opportunity to really assess? Cause I get my mind now. It's like, well, yeah, AI is like a human to a degree in terms of it has whatever information it has is it's going to make it do its best yeah. to be able to spout that out in a succinct, very, very succinct way in mm. its own style to a degree yeah. how, and it can learn. Yeah. And then it's like, so what information is it getting? So this is where we start to get into this disinformation information. It's like yeah. you can start to create your own pools. So if you want to create an AI that's fed off X amount of data, yeah. then you can like, what does that look like and yeah. where does that go with search and what does that mean? Hmm. Like the questions we haven't answered for no. internet 01, 02, 03. So. But what it will mean is that the existing algorithm and the monetization of that yeah. algorithm will get changed. Yeah, so, so where's that going to hit? Like, do you reckon well, we're up for having that conversation around we're not? Like what? Because we're no. in the... We're in the split of the atom right now in terms of society. It's only just really feeling the effects of what social media yeah. and the playoff of the two have yeah. done. I mean, I think that gives society way too much credit. Like, I think it's, I think the the thing about it is, is that it's going to be like at a very base layer, it's going to be a better tool than what we have. Yeah. Right? Right. So that's, that's the way that I simply look through it. Like the truth to be human is two things. One is to fear the tool, but then it's actually to embrace the, the tool. tool. Yeah. And like, that's what we've done. Right. So if you think about like when we were first came out and we, you know, we kind of started to live in caves, the people who first learned, came out, I love no, it. Yeah. No, no, literally like they, they kind of figured out like caves. Sure cave. I'd just been born or no, that was humanity well, no, just no, no. Like, this is the birth of humanity. Yeah. They, if you think really kind of step all the way back, who at that point in time actually probably had power? It was people who actually figured out ways to create fire or ways to create better ways to kill animals, right? We've always been like that. Tools are, they're human. Yeah. They are human. And so what we're doing is we're creating a better tool. Yeah. And so if you look at that tool, then you have to start to think about trade-offs, right? Yeah. So like the spear could have been used to hunt 
really great game of Oscar to be used to kill the guy who's driving you crazy in the in the cave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Two tra- that's a trade off. Right. It's a trade off. It's a double edged spear. It's a double edged spear. And I think that's that's where we we it's also human. So takes to, a double edged spear. Yeah. yeah. And but not to be able to understand the trade off that you're making in the moment that you're making it. Right. Mm. That's that's also very, very human. And where I the last part that's innately human is to believe that somehow this is not within our sphere of control. Mm. And that's where I think well, like a lot of the fear comes from, right? Is that we, like, we've turned technology into, and people who create it into, into a god, right? And it's, it's the modern form of a god. Because we don't understand, like majority don't understand. Yeah, it. but it's, it's not that complicated. And AI is actually going to demystify it. So like the, you know, like if I was encoding at the moment, I'd Worry. probably be going, <laughs> I'm probably not going to have a job the way that I have it today. Yeah. Right. In five years. A lot time. of jobs. Yeah. But it's all happening like that. This, yeah. all, this continual automation of it. But the thing that we miss is that we actually need that. We actually need that to happen because we're making more tools, but we're not making many more humans. So if we're going to kind sure. of actually survive and thrive, we need this to happen. We need this to come. And arguably we're 10 years behind where we should be. But yeah, go taking this full circle onto mm. where we're at. It's yeah. like we go ten years pretty quick yeah. at the moment with the fireball. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see where this lands. But yeah, yeah, the conversation and people are taking it whether it is a positive net. But yeah, that's a great summary that it is a double-edged spear, and yeah. that's just, just the way, don't have a hot take. That's, 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 the way that, that's, <laughs> that's what, what that's I'm like to the say. whole the whole thing. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's like I guess it's an. Um, I wanted to ask you this. Like, do you think people think of it as like innately having an agenda, right? Because AI like there's um and you're you're like a friend of yours has said this as well like it's kind of a there's some people who see it as um coming to get us and other people who who see it as kind of almost um a play thing but it doesn't in and of itself have an agenda it doesn't we put the agenda on it right and so we have we're gonna have a choice over the next five or six years really about what agenda we actually embed in in this and that's where like i always get fascinated about human choice because systems can become contained or they can become everywhere right and the choice we make is like plastic right i think if people had the choice over about plastic they probably wouldn't have made the choice if they would have been able to look all the way out because it's in now in everything right you go to the beach you come home with plastic so what was no. the question no well i guess the other <laughs> question coming back to it is like like do you think like do you think it has an agenda like that's i it's a, like a question on my end about i think it's benign yeah like okay the technology you so do you think it's benign like who do you think owns the agenda is it us or is it the technology at the moment i think it's us and then i think uh depending on the tech and depending on the evolution of this whether it can begin to form its own agenda from the information we give mm. and where it goes from there i don't yeah. have the answer i remember sitting down doing a philosophy exam. i was yeah. like i actually don't know like yeah like there's potential like potential it, for it, it looks, to become sentient well to become to form its own ideas and to form its own mm. agenda because yeah. we're giving it humanity's idea of all the information in the world mm. yep. and then if you give it the processing power or give it like or if it forms it from what's there like if it has that capability yeah it could it could, it could. start determining whether <laughs> X is better than Y or Y is better than this because of this. Yeah. And that may come from search, maybe come from... In, in some ways like it already has, preference. right? And, and exactly. Yeah. Mm. And like, 
it's maybe no different to the ad revenue model like that we see x gets here because he's been more <laughs> like you know what I mean? it's, I it's there already i do i do but i get the freak out like yes yeah. it's, it's a crazy idea to wrap your head around yeah. um but yeah answer your question i don't i think it's a possibility mm. yeah i wouldn't write it off for sure yep. i wouldn't write it off but um no. i don't think it would look how you fear right now i think it would look different like it's a really hard one it's like trying to tell someone what the internet was before the internet formed yeah i agree i just yeah. I think it'll play out very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. And there'll be a better conversation there. Ben, yeah. And there might be versions of, and I think uh, there are versions of, and that was where I was sort of yeah. heading with like, um, because it comes, it's very human in a weird way because it comes down to whatever information you have and process is your is directly, so directly correlated to your output. You even yeah. notice with that, the crap media that you watch or the good book that you read, yeah. the conversations you have, the insight they have 100%. is what comes out. So this yeah. is where like unique opportunity is to create really cool, amazing resources off the back of AI, like feed it the information you really want to hear or have that conversation with. So not the whole world. <laughs> Like, I feel like humans are becoming, like, we're great curators. Mm. And I feel like that's the skill set that's coming through and has been coming through for ages. It's like that the concept of IP is obviously hugely heavy in the creative industry right now. But the argument is if we've always been curators, being inspired by things. Like, this is just a different process of, yeah, of being like that. How are you it's inspired? What, how do you feel to the world? Like what is, it's just a refinement of that. And then if you can have a conversation with something that, that has been feeding on some information. That- yeah. So are, are you saying like the, at some level, it's actually, it's creating a, a tool that is a, more of a reflection Right. I of, think tools are always a reflection of us. That double-edged yeah. sword speaks so much to human, <laughs> human's yeah. condition. Yeah. Like we're always, it's a double-edged sword. Like yeah. that look at the way the planet is. We've got so much potential, but we've got so much potential for harm. Yeah. Like, and we're always battling with that, like on a personal community societal level. Like yeah. we're great, but we've also cooked the planet. Like, yeah. And, and like, and how are we going to solve that? We're going to create a new tool. Right? But that's what we've always yeah. done. Like, are we going to just dig ourselves out of here or are we just digging ourselves further in? That's, and then yeah. there's the conversation no, down there. And I do wonder, like, it's, um, you know, they kind of come full circle on it is that like the, and that's maybe what AI starts to represent in, in some ways is that as a tool, like what you are saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's really a mirror right so it it can only ever be because we create it so that's that this is where like i think we as humans get very um weirded out in some in some way so like like but a parrot it, in front of a mirror yeah like yeah. we're just like oh my god that's actually that's actually me, <laughs> me that's yeah. actually me right and social's interesting because it's it actually the the thing that happens on social media is people edit to the mirror like so what i mean by that is that it's an editable mirror yeah right so your your way of seeing seeing me right so like is is basically i've curated that so you can see it whereas really search like in in its truest sense and kind of prompting and kind of like how you investigate stuff is you to a t right it's it's every fear hope desire la 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 writ large and i do wonder like that's that's often where this fear comes from it's kind of like the mirror changes these things change but as a tool it probably is going to be the 
best mirror we've ever had on ourselves. But the one thing that yeah. with that mirror analogy to build on it is yeah. that someone is behind the mirror. Mm. That's what's been wild with the tool yeah. and creating a business model off the back of it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I that's get that. The, that I feel like's changed with our tool set. I suppose <coughs> not. The spade was the same. Yeah. There's like, always, there's always, a, there's a maker, but then there's the user, right? That's the, yeah. I'm always, but like, the user prompt, like that's where the tool, that's what's the interesting dance because it isn't just human creating it. The tool then starts to create the way that we, like you look at how socials impacted the way that we're social. Hmm. Like the tool, it there is a dance, yep. and it isn't like one's just placid; the other one gives back. Like it shapes the other. Yeah, if that makes sense. We look so much differently now because of social media. We interact so much differently. We will do that with um, AI. Like we will change. So the mirror huh. plays back, or is you think that's just us? No, but I, at our reflection? I guess it's like what what I would say is that so there's. Um, there's like so there's the definitely the maker of of the tool right yeah. and they they may or may not have an agenda but it's implicit so if you take instagram for example i'm probably an interesting atypical use case of instagram which is that i literally have no followers yeah. um i i've never posted a picture of myself only post pictures of environments yeah right that i kind of live in and those environments tend to be beaches kind of um looks like i'm kind of somewhere rural camping the things yeah. i follow are like really cool van build outs that people have done people who longboard that i kind of really appreciate their kind of yeah. their their style and that's it right so but what i get back in my feed right, yeah. when i actually go through is it looks like i'm kind of uh, basically you know i get girls in bikinis yeah. right to try to get me to actually kind of basically engage I get souped up versions of vans yeah. and I get bigger waves, right? So like, it's all like, so that's the algorithm bigger. trying to engage me. Yeah. It's trying to go, come on, come on in. Here's some candy. Here's some candy. Here's some candy. And I do think the candy part of it, the incentive to draw attention is like, that's, that's the problem in social is that I'm curating it because I have actually believe it's the like thing, right? Mm. It's like, like really as a tool of connection it's it's not that human to kind of basically put up pictures to a really wide crowd mm. because typically we always gathered in groups right so like but group chats i think are you know the the antithesis of that right they're less curated than, than like if you're in a group chat with your mates like it's shit posting because that's probably what you do yeah. in a group right so there's a bit of banter back and forth there's a bit of hilarity like look what i've done look what this happened oh my god and but that doesn't happen yeah on insta so like that's what i mean about the mirror like i do wonder about the dynamic that get that kind of gets into that the social dynamic but that's been that's the agenda because if you're worried about attention therefore you're going to be buying into the things that go around it because there's a lifestyle and they've figured that out and that's what's harmful about social media yeah, and so what will that be for AI? Life. But there's one really cool positive that I've been thinking about it, and that is like, how do you? Because I think there's human conditions so challenging. You're a stoic in that. Like, yeah. I find if I go on Instagram, it's just sometimes gets me whatever. Like, oh. if I'm stressed, I'll go on there because yeah. I just want to distract my mind from stress. Yep. And I'm getting a lot better at not doing that. And. I think a lot of people can speak to that and feel mm. that whether For aware sure. or not, like whether it's TV, there's always something to distract, yep. like you're stressed. And if you can't regulate your own stress, you'll distract yourself so you don't have to think about it. Mm. 
I go for a run now and just sweat it out and get yeah. like it's gone. A better, but, better version. Um, yeah. What I'm trying to say is like, I think what there's a potential is to be able to curate an algorithm or curate a feed or curate a conversation where you're like, I want to do like really say what you want that algorithm to do. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see the correlation, how much time you spend there. Cause that's what we're in the attention economy. Yeah. And whether this shifts, like, cause it yeah. could be, it could be the death nail of that. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's one thing I think we all um, have to keep our kind of um, minds open to, right. Is that that model, that business model could die in the next five years, yeah. right. It could already be dead. And we're just seeing the kind of, this is, this is the next thing mm. right because you know um technology always destroys the technology that was before it right so if i mean if you're i mean it's kodak right <laughs> kodak right that was it were, was it and then it wasn't <laughs> then it wasn't then it had but a before but moment. kodak <laughs> killed something right kodak killed you know those whatever those cameras were those yeah with those bulbs yeah and, and it was where your whole family spent the whole day to just get one yeah shot. exactly one <laughs> shot right then we just go now don't like it don't like it don't like it but that's the that's the thing, right? So that's that's the thing that we often forget is that this is going to come at the death of something. Yeah. So like it could be it doesn't it could be the death of that model, but in that it's kind of like what will come from it yeah. is always like I you know I always like asking that question. Me too, and I'm trying to think like what would come of that like hmm. to keep. I think AI has a, an addictive element yeah, to it it does so yep. it's like got a mirror there into its predecessor or whether it's a brother sister yeah but younger, it is closer don't you think like version. it's more your mind less what you interpret society wanting you to look like yeah and i think what could come there in terms of a product build off is like it becomes very personal to you. it mm. speaks it starts yeah. to, like that's the potential of this more than yeah the algorithm or more than search it starts to know you like like, like could me really like, get, like me like Japanese like kind of like robot culture yeah it could really get yeah. to know you and like it could sense and it, this is great potential like you said the double edged spear yeah it could really get to know you and really help you in terms of like how you feeling it could help regulate in terms mm. of it could get to know tone like it can get to know yep. your tone it can get to know whether you're upset whether you're sad and like. Yep. That's wild in terms of the model where we're coming from because, shit, you could live your whole life there yeah. and not know who's playing the strings or it could really mm. be massive in terms of you actually utilizing your time, your energy, your life in terms of, as you said at the start of this, becoming yeah. so much more human. Like, yeah, exactly. We're, we're at the edge of the spear. Yeah. No, we are. I, I agree. Like, I, I totally... Th- I, I couldn't... That's very well said because what what it is like is if you come back to the other thing you've said in this is like that mirror piece that comes through is that we at the moment respond to what we believe we should be right that's the way that social broadly works right it's actually it's it's like social is conformity um you know you can't tell me anything different i mean you know like i i very rarely do anything with it um you know it's kind of interesting when i look into it but it's basically it's social norms writ large so that's kind of like here's you know my beautiful vacation here's wonderful stuff that's going on in my life here's the success here's i was happy here's i was kind of you know in memory of someone etc they're they're markers but it's social it's norm social normative even if you're in a subculture it's still normative to that culture 
So it's like I'm not putting a, a view on kind of what norms are, but it, there's a normative part of it. Whereas when you sit with like Dolly and kind of these things, like and you're waiting or Mid Journey in particular, you're sitting there, you're waiting for your stuff to be rendered, or you're kind of in some like little kind of area, and you're in some channel, and I just like yeah, I just <laughs> sit back and I'm like, some of it. I'm like, I've never seen something so creative. Like, this has my, been my experience of it. I sit back and I'm like, I've never even thought of something that looked like that. That is just beautiful. And then I look at some other things and I'm like, I worry for my life. Like, I'm looking <laughs> over my shoulder going, that person really they needs tell. some help, yeah. right? In terms of kind of where they're actually at. So it's 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 not normative. That's what I'm saying. Like it might become normative to be like that, but it's much more human than what we do on social media. Those images are way more human than what you see in someone's Instagram feed. You can't tell me different. Yeah. Which is an interesting one because I think that's what's coming out with AI right now in terms of mid journey. And that is, I think getting a lot of images that are showing the real psyche of humanity, which is cool. Yeah. And which is a real opportunity to like, help and have that relationship where technology can take you somewhere but you need mm. the trust element so i think yeah. companies are going to spawn off this and and literally they'll probably really start to try and help yeah. and where that goes in the future the carrot always pulls a certain way yeah whether true. we can be yeah. can be strong but there's so much potential because we're revealing ourselves so deeply there. yeah like, like it's, it's a, literally like if you were a market researcher like it's I mean, you know, or anyone like just, just looking at that, I'm like, holy cow, this is totally different. You're going deep, deep. Like it's like you're almost getting into people's dreams. Like you're getting into the unconscious in terms of the the questions that can be asked and Mm. where you're exploring way more than what you were saying search or what you were talking to Alexa. If you ever bought one Mm. of those stupid vacuums. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) You know, you're asking us the deepest (laughs) question. Vacuum my dog hair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely getting a lot more personal, which is cool. There's like we said that that's beer. That's where we are. Mm. Um, and yeah, it feels very precipice. Yeah, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But we're going to have to leave it there. We could go yeah, on all day. It, but it's, um, yeah, like I guess to be continued because yeah. the really the, the tip of the spear is probably the way to work through this is that there's there's the tool aspect to it, but there's also then there's actually, there's it's a theological kind of construct on the other side of it, right? Is that how do we believe this thing to be? And that's often kind of, you know, what the tool is versus what it represents. You know, like I'm not trying to get all philosophical, mm. but that's ultimately where most religion and most philosophy comes from mm. is this this take, this these two things. What's the tool? What's the kind of belief system that we embed on it? Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a fun place to leave it. All right. Done. Yeah. Next Thanks, week. Joe. <laughs> Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.